0: And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. No stranger to Animal Radio, Laura Varier is joining us. She wrote the book, The Pet Sitter's Tale, and she actually has a couple of clients that are celebrity clients, don't you? But I understand you can't talk about them. I That would be, uh, you know, disrespectful of their privacy, right?
1: Well, I do talk about some of them, but only in a good way.
2: <laughs> of course. You know, do they? Have oh, we great- want the dirt.
1: <laughs> Everybody wants the dirt.
2: <laughs> you know,
0: Judy, when she pet sits, and she does a lot of pet sitting, occasionally clients will give her a long list of things to do. I mean, like a couple of pages. The
2: instructions, yes.
0: Massive instructions, which I think, you know, is a good thing to do, right? You like to have instructions.
1: Oh, my gosh. I call it the phone book. Yes. I have clients who have The thick manuals, I mean, they're bound and they are three ring binders and they are instructions about every single emergency that you might encounter, plus things that you would probably never encounter, and then instructions to, Judy probably knows about this, turn on the TV and connect to the Wi-Fi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I get a lot of instructions on play, their favorite toys, what to play, what time to play, how long to play, what my role is in that play.
1: I love that. And you know, I had a client who put post-it notes wherever her pets would like and she'd put a little sticky there like, "Oh, fluffy likes to sleep here" and "Oh, you <laughs> might find bunny, you know, resting over here" and here's another spot and there were stickies all over the house with little little post-it notes saying, "Yeah, look here."
2: <laughs> I can totally relate. I have a maybe we have the same client.
0: <laughs> uh, Diesel is asleep. Uh, diesel is a dog in the newsroom here so if you hear snoring in the background that's actually Diesel. Oh, is it? Diesel! yeah so your book the pet sitter's tale obviously you've collected a lot of stories and i imagine that anybody that uh pet sits for a little while comes up with some pretty interesting stories what would you say is the most awkward pet sitting incident that you've had
1: i think It can be awkward, especially when people don't disclose that they have cameras in their home. And, you know, there used to be, when I started almost over 15 years ago now, we didn't have the technology that we do today, and so there was a bigger expectation of privacy. And I never thought to ask clients, hey, do you have any cameras in the house, you know, that I might, you know, want to know about. But now I think that the, the most awkward thing is, going to a client's house, not really realizing that they had a a camera and, you know, taking a shower and coming out in a towel and having them call me and said, you know, we forgot to tell you that we have cameras in the house. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) thank God I'm walking around with a towel on. I mean, thanks for telling me now.
2: (laughs) You know, I've learned when I go into anybody's home now to act as if there's cameras.
1: You have to, you absolutely have to. And you know, it's, it's, really too bad. I don't like to think about the cameras, but you you have to. And when I hire employees, I always tell them, you know what, listen, don't do anything that you wouldn't want to see yourself doing in front of a jury of your peers, okay? (laughs) You know, keep it on the up and up. If you're questioning anything at all, don't do it. And you know, it's a slippery slope because clients say, help yourself, make yourself at home, and then they're watching you. So it's, you know, it's a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. Exactly.
0: What would you suggest for somebody that wants to get into the business?
1: You know, this is a great business to get into. There is very little barrier to entry. You don't have to invest a ton of money into dog walking or pet sitting. You can kind of start where you are make up a business card, get a website, but most of all, meet your neighbors and let your friends and family know that you're available for pet sitting and dog walking if you're going to offer dog walking as well, because this is the kind of service that people need and want, and once they've used you once and you've done a good job, they will definitely call you again.
2: I know, sometimes too much. I'm on call all the time.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you have any clients that you just uh, you have to turn away just because they're too high-maintenance?
1: I had only a couple throughout the years, and I recently had a client that had two giant Dobermans, and she created them, which is fine, but they were aggressive, and she would say to me, you have to be the alpha, you can't let them know that you're scared of them. Well, I wasn't scared of them, but they weren't my average sort of fluffy, happy-go-lucky dog, and I felt that they were a little too aggressive and that it could turn and I just I had to say to the client, you know, I think that they would do better with maybe a male care, caregiver because they really responded to that male energy. And I, I kind of had to say, you know, you, you you're probably better off going with someone else because I felt uncomfortable in that situation with these two huge Dobermans. They um, they, they made me nervous, quite frankly. And dogs never make me der- nervous, and those two did. So that was a situation where I had to say, hey, you know, it's not a good fit. And then one other time I had a situation with a client that was overfeeding her dogs. They were hugely obese and she, you know, she believed food was love and she gave them way too much food and they were probably really not even able to move very well. They couldn't even go on walks anymore and it was just really sad and I had to let that go too because I just really couldn't reconcile the treatment of those pets And I couldn't come up with a delicate way of saying, hey, in my opinion, what you're doing isn't right for the animals.
2: Yeah, I had a client one time. I was a cat, and they wanted me to pop three pills down its throat, and that cat wanted to kill me. Oh, you know what? I can't do that job. Yeah. Yeah. They've called me back, and I said, nope, I, the cat wanted to kill me the last time. I'm not I'm not going <laughs> near him.
1: <you>, there's nothing, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I would take on a gnarly dog. I would not take on an aggressive cat, though. A cat, you will always, if a cat scratches you or bites, it will always become infected. Now, that's not always true if you get scratched or bit by a dog, but a cat, because of the bacteria in the mouth, you will always get an infection from a cat. Cats are terrifying, let's face it. If they're bigger, they would eat us. <laughs>
0: We're talking with Pet Sitter Extraordinaire, Laura Vaurier. Vaurier. Laura Vaurier. Vaurier. <laughs> Vaurier. You know, when you tell people that you're for your job, your work, that you're a pet sitter, sometimes they look at you like, well, it's not really a legitimate job, but it can be a six figure salary for some people, couldn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that the that the sort of consensus on it is changing because now you see the look at dogvacay and rover.com and these on demand wag, wag.com. These apps and these on demand dog walkers and pet sitters, I mean, you've seen a lot of venture capital go into these startup companies and they are um, disrupting sort of the, the whole industry with their on demand this and on demand that. So you can do very well, uh, especially if you are one of these people at the top of those startups, but this is a business that you can take it as far as you're willing to go with it you can hire employees you can franchise you can have multiple locations and there's a lot that you can do in your own home without even needing to get a facility so I i think this is a very lucrative business you know before you told people You're a pet sitter a dog walker. You know, they're kind of thinking in the back of their mind, oh, you're just a loser. But once they see you hustling and, Uh you know, you've got clients and you've got people working for you and, you know, payroll systems and you're doing tax returns and you're working, I think it's an eye-opener. Sure, sure. What do
0: you think about apps like WAG, who's come under a lot of criticism lately because of a couple of deaths of animals?
1: Yeah, you know what? It just doesn't work from, I would say, my generation I have clients who when I've been busy or I couldn't help them I said, do um, do you, you want to use app? I have a I have a promo code." Laura, I don't want to use I don't want to use Wag. I don't want to use an app. I want to know somebody. I want to meet them before they come to my house. Now, that's my generation, okay? And the people that I typically service who are in my demographic, but I know people who are much younger than me in their 20s, millennials, if you will. And it's it's a different generation. Everything is on demand for them. They're okay with that. So I think it depends on your comfort level. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my clientele. But it's obviously working for some people because I see the cars in my neighborhood. I see the people who I you know they'll say, oh yeah, I work for Rover. I work for Wag. I work for Uber. I work for Lyft. And they're helping them you know eke out a, a living. And that's the gig economy. How true. It's so true. You know, you see people, then they're doing a little bit of everything.
0: Well, I thank you so much for spending time with us again. Uh, Judy's telling me that we've got to move on here, but hopefully we can do this again sometime. Laura Varieri. the book is called The Pet Sitter's Tale, and I have five copies to give out at one 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get on through and, and pick this up, we can get this at Amazon, right?
1: It's on Amazon, and now it is just available on Audible, too. So if you want to listen to me, <sighs> Tell the stories while oh. you're walking the dog, you can do that too.
0: So you voice yeah. it.
1: Yeah, that is fun. I voiced I voiced the book myself and it's going really well. People love audiobooks. Talk about a market disruptor. If you're into them, download this one. It's only a couple hours and it's a lot of fun to listen to.
0: Okay, we'll put links over at our website at animalradio.pet. Laura, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks, you guys be well. I love her cheery enthusiasm.
2: <laughs>
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.